Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a holistic health coach and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, services, programs, and current ebooks. You can also find me on my other podcast, Straight Up Paleo. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and most importantly, enjoy the show. Welcome back, friends. I am very excited to be chatting with you again. I have another incredible guest, but let's just talk about some updates first. This is the last podcast that will go up before I head off on my three-week, four-week travel adventure heading to Paleo FX this week and then to South Carolina and then to the Bay and then I'll be back. And I wanted to touch on something really quickly because I get a lot of messages and emails about this. And this is the thing. No, it doesn't stress me out to travel in terms of keeping up with my, quote, healthy routine. I get stressed out about traveling sometimes more so just because I'm such a homebody and I like being in my space. I, I'm a homebody. I'm not the kind of person who's super extroverted and likes to go out and do all the things. I like to be in my apartment and be a grandma. That's just me. But no, I mean, I still love, I love seeing people, but I definitely recharge when I'm by myself. So, but in terms of keeping up with a quote, healthy routine, I don't see why traveling has to throw anything off because to me, this is about a lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle. And if what you're doing in your life isn't sustainable long term, then maybe that's not healthy. Like if you're being too extreme with your quote healthy routine and it's something that you can't maintain while you're traveling, then maybe we need to look at what you're doing because this is a lifestyle. If you go off quote routine for a bit, no big deal. You should still be able to feel great. So in terms of healthy eating, I really don't worry about it at all. I mean, I can find grocery stores nearby me. I know how to navigate any restaurant menu I come across. There are always plenty of options. I go for the vegetables. I go for the meat. I make substitutions where I need, and I always have a few things in my bag just in case. I always have my sardines with me. Maybe an avocado, it's got some nuts, you know, all the things. So I don't really worry about it in terms of that. And I'm very excited to go to Austin and try out all the restaurants. I have a list, very a very long list of places I want to visit. I can't wait to go to all the foodie spots. And when I'm in South Carolina, I'll be visiting my friend who happens to be a chef. So it'll be fabulous. But that's kind of in terms of food, I don't really worry about it. And then in terms of working out, people ask me about this. I still exercise when I'm on vacation because I enjoy exercising. I mean, you don't have to, but I really 
I really enjoy it. So I still keep up with my routine and people ask me what I am doing and I am going to be taking my Maps Anywhere program with me. If you guys don't already know, well, I'm sure you know I am really good friends with the guys over at Mind Pump. I love them. They are some of the few people in this industry that I trust and they have so much experience as trainers and they have a lot of incredible programs out and their maps anywhere program is the one that is designed to be taken anywhere so it's mainly body weight and you can use resistance bands too so I just pack up some bands and I follow their program and it's great so if you're looking for something for travel, I highly recommend the Maps Anywhere program. If you want to check out their programs, go to www.mindpumpmedia.com slash Christina Rice Wellness. And you can see all of their programs. The Maps Anywhere is great if you're looking to work out from home, if you're traveling, something with just body weight and bands, like I said. If you just want something that is for overall strength to get fit and in shape and you're going to a gym, I would go for Maps Anabolic. That's just kind of like the general go-to one. That's great. I recommend that to a lot of my clients and my clients love it. And then if you are an athlete, Maps Performance is great. Maps Hit can be a great hit option if you want to cycle some hit training into your workout programming, but that should not be the basis of your programming. That's something to cycle in and to be used responsibly. And those hit workouts, I have to be honest... I mean, I have that program and I, I won't like, I look at it and it makes me, it looks so hard that I just don't want to do it. So I haven't done that one yet, but maybe I'll build up the courage. <laughs> I'm being dramatic, but it's definitely tough. And I'm at the stage in my life right now where I'm just not really into doing hit very often. So that's my status. So yeah, I'll be doing maps anywhere while I'm traveling for the next few weeks just because, I mean, it's easy to just have, pull up, tells you what to do when you go for it. So I think this is really helpful because a lot of people are confused about what to do when it comes to working out. A lot of people are overtraining and some people are undertraining. So if you just want something that is programmed for you, just follow it exactly. You don't have to think about it. I really suggest just picking up a MAPS program. It is really worth it. And it just takes all of the guessing and thinking out of it for you. So you can just buy it. Then you don't even need a trainer anymore, right? You have a program, follow it. Awesome. So head to www.mindpumpmedia.com slash Christina Rice Wellness and check out all the different options. And if you still are not sure which one would be best for you and your goals, feel free to ask me and I am happy to assist you with a choice because I would much rather you invest in a well-programmed fitness guide than go out and buy one of these millions of guides put out there by instagrammers and bloggers who don't really have any personal training experience and don't really know what they're doing and are just trying to give you something for quick maybe quick results or giving you something that won't actually work um there's a lot of that going out there so i just want you guys to get some real quality fitness guides in your life oh and if you purchase one during april they're doing a promo for a free no bs six-pack guide if you get a bundle so if you want to learn more about how to get abs i mean get a bundle 
right? So I <laughs> thought I'd put that out there. But yeah, feel free to ask me if you have any questions about their guides. And if you haven't listened to my podcast with them yet, you definitely should. They've been on my podcast a few times. So just search Mind Pup Media and you'll find all the episodes. And the link to their guides will be in the show notes as well. So that's basically what I do in terms of fitness. And then in terms of other things, it's about being prepared. So I bring my doTERRA essential oils with me and those are really helpful. I bring my main ones like peppermint, which can be great for headaches or any pain. I bring serenity to help me sleep, to help relax. I bring lemon because I like to just put a few drops in hot water in the morning. That's my favorite thing every morning I just drink some warm water and I also bring a little travel container of apple cider vinegar so I'll fill up a little shampoo bottle um I mean there's obviously not shampoo in it (laughs) it's an empty shampoo bottle that I got off Amazon and I just put some apple cider vinegar in there and then every morning I just do some ACV with lemon essential oils and yeah it helps my digestion in the morning so I'm pretty pretty prepared you know get some steps in, go walk around, and I'm feeling good. Got my routine in check. And if you want to get started with essential oils, you know I'm obsessed. Head to my blog. I have a lot of blog posts about getting started, everything you need to know, my favorite oils, all of the things. And again, you can always email me if you need help. And then the last thing that's super important for me is I find that I travel much better now because I keep my sleep routine in check. So it used to be that when I was traveling, I would get horrible sleep and then you come home and you feel like a car hit you, right? And you feel like it takes three weeks to recover because you didn't sleep at all while you were traveling, which is why it's funny because vacations half the time turn in, you need a vacation when you get back from your vacation, right? Because you're so tired. But that doesn't really happen to me. Like sometimes I come home and I feel really tired, but it's not because I didn't get enough sleep. I get really good sleep. Even if I don't get enough, I get really high quality sleep. And that's because I use my Somnifix. I bring my Somnifix with me no matter where I go. I literally have to sleep with this every night. So if you don't know what Somnifix is, it's mouth tape. You've probably seen me post about it. Everybody that I get to try it falls in love with it. I... I'm obsessed with it. So basically, you put this tape on your mouth before you go to sleep. I know that might sound weird at first, but this is scientifically backed. This has been studied by Harvard researchers. And this Somnifix mouth tape is specially designed, so it's hypoallergenic. It doesn't hurt when you take it off in the morning. It also is designed to have a little breathing vent in the front so you can easily breathe through if you if you need to. You're not going to suffocate, I promise. And if you want it off, all you have to do is pop your mouth open and it'll pop right off. So don't worry. And it just helps to keep your mouth closed during the night because if you didn't know, it's very important to actually breathe through our noses while we sleep. Unless you have a medical condition that makes it so you literally cannot breathe through your nose, but most of the population doesn't have that type of medical condition or nasal situation. So for most of the population, this can be really, really helpful. And at first I thought this was going to be helpful for people who snore because it turns out a lot of people snore because their mouths are open. So it helps a lot of people with snoring. But beyond that, a lot of people who don't even snore, this has totally transformed their sleep, myself included, because I used to wake up so many times during the night and keeping my mouth closed and breathing through my nose keeps me in the parasympathetic state, which is our rest and digest state. And Turns out when your mouth is open, you can 
you know, go into that sympathetic state, your cortisol spikes, and that can make, make it so that you wake up in the middle of the night. And since I have started using my Somnifix every single night, I can sleep through the full night and I don't wake up and it has literally changed my life. I cannot tell you how much. It makes me feel so much more alert and productive during the day and just aware and I wake up feeling rested actually as opposed to just always use I used to wake up and feel so tired. So this has really really transformed my sleep. It also can help to improve your immunity and it can help to improve your aura health, your gut health, your performance in athletics. It can help with your cognition, your memory, your focus. So it has a lot of really, really positive benefits. You can Google it. You can also read the blog post on my website all about mouth taping and all of the health benefits. So really awesome, fun, easy health hack. Why not, right? So if you want to try it out, use the code CRWSLEEP for 15% off of your Somnifix, which you can get on Amazon or just go to somnifix.com and they will go ahead and reroute you to Amazon. So again, CRW sleep for 15% off of a box of Somnifix. I definitely recommend you stock up. One box lasts a month. Sometimes people take a few weeks, a few days to get acclimated, but once you kind of get your body used to it, then you'll have the best sleep ever. And if you use it, I love seeing selfies or just tell me how your experience goes. Tag me, tag Somnifix. We love hearing about it. So that would be awesome. And that is pretty much everything I do to make sure that I feel good when I'm traveling and it doesn't throw me off, you know? Got my sleeping check, eat some yummy, delicious food. I get my exercise in. I mean, what else can you ask for? You get some quality time with friends, lots of walking around and exploring. I'm very excited. So it will be fun. And I'll be sure to update you guys all when I get back. In the meantime, I'll be recording another solo episode soon. So as usual, make sure you submit any questions or any suggestions for topics you want me to talk about. You can send those into podcast at christinaricewellness.com or post them in the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Would love to hear from you in there. The tribe is the best. Now that I've gotten all of my little updates out of the way, told you about my travel routine and what the next few weeks of my life will look like. Let's start talking about why you're really here, which is to hear more from my fabulous friend Caroline from Caroline's Kitchen. I'm so excited that she came onto the podcast. We have been talking about having her on for a while now. If you're not familiar with Caroline, Her website is carolines-kitchen.com where she posts a ton of delicious, healthy recipes. They're so creative. She knows what she's doing in the kitchen. And she is 18. She goes to high school here in Los Angeles. And we met through the Instagram blogging world, of course. You would never guess she's 18 years old. She is more mature than most 50 year olds I know to be completely honest and she's just so smart and down to earth and so much fun I love hanging out with her she's gonna do big things in this world I swear like I just know because she's so smart and kind and passionate and driven and just does a million things and I really really 
I mean, I definitely did not have myself together as much as she does when I was in high school. So she is awesome. And you should definitely follow her on Instagram if you don't already. Her handle is at Caroline's underscore kitchen. And I wanted to have her on, I mean, just because I love her and she's awesome and I want everyone to know about her. But also because I think she has a super interesting perspective as a high school student in Los Angeles. So that's interesting on multiple levels. First of all, just, I mean, I graduated from college last year. And I think it's really interesting to know kind of what the trends are for people who are in high school. What are they up to? I think about some of the stuff I was into in high school and I'm just, I mean, I have no words. I was baffled. I'm baffled. But, you know, I want to know like what people think is healthy. What are they into? What are they doing? What are the trends? You know, what are the cool kids doing now? I feel like so ridiculous, but it's fine. So I, I just, like, I don't know. I want to know what her friends are up to and what she's up to. And I also think it's interesting from her perspective because she's in L.A. And L.A. is definitely a different demographic than I think the rest of high school students in America. Well, I know that when she talks about her experience and what things are like, it's different than what what I experienced when I was in the Bay Area as a high schooler. So yeah, I think it's just fascinating. And we talk a lot about health and wellness and what people think is healthy and what's not. And I just want to put out a quick disclaimer. We do discuss eating disorders in this episode. So if that is something that might be triggering for you, um, maybe don't listen to this. I don't want to trigger anyone in a negative way, but we do open up the discussion because I think it's a very important thing to discuss. But I just want to put that out there just so you know that's a topic that we are going to talk about. And, you know, she brings up a lot of really, really great points. I'm sure that as you listen, you're going to think, wow, I can't believe she's 18. She is so wise. And she brought up a lot of really great points. And one thing that really stuck with me that I've been thinking about a lot since we chatted is how it can be confusing as a teenager when you're basically told to test the limits and figure out your boundaries. And I mean, what's the line between testing the limits and figuring out boundaries versus being too extreme to where it's not healthy or safe? You know, I think that's a really interesting question because I think a lot of times when you're a teenager, different behaviors are just written off as, oh, they're just being a teenager, whatever. You know, it's just the time when you go and discover yourself or however they phrase it. So what's the difference between that and when things are getting too extreme and are unhealthy? So I just think that's something interesting to ponder ponder it. I also realized when I was listening back to this episode that Caroline and I kind of sound alike and I don't know if that's just me or if we actually do so I hope you can tell the difference between us in this episode Um, but it's a great episode. I just really want to thank Caroline again for coming on and 
she is so insightful and amazing and wonderful and you guys should definitely check her out and you're gonna fall in love with her by the end of this episode i cannot wait to see what she does in the future because she's headed off to college next year she's going to the east coast she's gonna kill it i mean she already is killing it so can't wait to see what she does but that's a whole other story so let's just hop right into the interview and enjoy this chat i had with caroline Thanks for coming onto my podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited we're finally doing this because I... I know. We've talked about yeah, this forever. Five million times, but... And we... Okay. Because people need to understand that when you live in Los Angeles, <laughs> it can really be like living in two different states if you're in two different cities. We do. We live in two different yeah. states. <laughs> because... It's like it, a trek. It is. I, I think... I mean, how long? It's like an hour away. Yeah. You know, With me. traffic, it's totally upwards of an hour I would say yeah I got lucky today it was an, a solid 45 minutes <laughs> yeah and we were saying you guys this is St. Patrick's Day as we're recording this so we think everyone's probably out getting drunk day drinking yeah day drinking out of the bars so that's probably why yeah especially in this area yeah for sure so can you introduce yourself to my audience sure. who are you I'm Caroline <laughs> on Instagram as Caroline's Kitchen, which is how people more often recognize me in this sphere. I think your name in my phone is Caroline's Kitchen. Seriously? <laughs> Still, that was probably from like the first time we met. Yeah. I definitely have Instagram handles in my na- in my contacts. Yeah, same. Yeah. And I just never change them. That's a lot so of people funny. a lot of people I don't cuz I, I don't think I knew your your last name until we became Facebook friends, That's which is like true. after because Facebook is really Actually, I should ask you this. Is I think feel like Facebook is so old school and like for old people, no one uses it. But is that just me or do people use it? I don't use it. I have friends that use it, but like my grandma also uses it. There's a spectrum. What are you know? people in high school like doing for social media? I'd say Instagram and Snapchat are the two biggest ones for sure. Like Facebook is more like, oh, here's a collection of photos that summarize what I've done in the last three months you know but like people don't update it regularly whereas Uh, Instagram and Snapchat are like daily habits okay that's what I was gonna ask because when I was in high school back in the day yeah back in the day I'm not that old (laughs) but like people would update Facebook like every weekend would be 300 new pictures oh gosh no like the status update thing like isn't oh statuses are weird but just like the photos yeah we would we would post so many. I think every the coolest weekend. thing about Facebooks are the groups. About Facebooks. About oh, Facebook. Yeah. The that's the only thing I use it for. Yeah, same. Like being in groups. Same. Okay. And so and you would say that's kind of what other people your age are doing too? Yeah, that also events. Like if people are throwing a party, yeah. if people are going to some event in Los Angeles, they'll like say that they're interested. Like a lot of times if people are going to a concert, they'll like put that they're interested on Facebook or something so you can like see who else is going to the same concert. Okay. Um that and then some people post like you know 20 photos once every couple of weeks i don't that's like too much to keep up with i don't even update my normal instagram account like it's just caroline's kitchen that i update somebody sent me a picture from my personal instagram account the other the other day and was like (laughs) i miss you on this account can you post to it and i was like whoa i forgot i had that and also no i feel like your account is your personal account like that account is just you it is i'm like why would i ever post to this other account it's like a foreigner i don't even know but are people so are your friends because i really like everything i do i'm like no one normal does this and i don't know i don't know how normal people use social media to be quite honest yeah like people who aren't like yeah using it as a business yeah my feed 
is all other businesses, you yeah. know? And I'm wondering, like, you're, like, think of one of your, and you're kind of in between, mm-hmm. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I do. I Like, I don't update, like, I don't post on my other account, but I'm super, like, I go on it once a day because, like, that's where I interact with, like, my actual friends, yeah. you know? So, but are your friends, so, like, before I get, got into all this, my feed was literally just all of my friends, and I didn't yeah. follow really any influencers. Uh-huh. Your friends, did they follow just all each other on Instagram, or are they following influencers and celebrities for the most part celebrities for sure Mm -hmm. for the most part it's just friends i have a few friends that follow influencers so a lot of bloggers like song of style or songs of whatever her Mm -hmm. name is something navy like really big fashion bloggers like that i think have some followers and then i think the people that are interested in food are following some of the same people that like we would know Mm -hmm. but i would say like 90 percent of it is just friends and like acquaintances like people that you've met okay. once or twice but maybe are that's not like I super thought. close with that's so interesting to me and so much less overwhelming i feel like it really is but it's also like refreshing to see photos of like people just living their lives and it's not like every post is some curated message of like how do i promote this product to my audience you know like it's nice to just like scroll through like a couple selfies of people like here's what i did today you know like yeah. just random like moments yeah. in time no exactly and then okay wait snapchat versus instagram yeah are people still really heavy into snapchat or is that as dead as i hope and think it is it's definitely not dead Damn i would it. <laughs> it's more active for personal use i think okay like people story but i think that stories are kind of like the least interesting part of snapchat to be honest i think that's so fascinating because that used to be like the, the only thing. reason people i know i know and people still use stories a lot but i think that snapchat is like another way for people to communicate with like there's for some reason snapchat has this weird thing where like if you know someone but you're not close with them and you snapchat them that's like not a big deal but like texting is a bigger deal so snapchat's almost like this casual form of communication where people can like stay in touch or like Mm -hmm. you know talk to someone that they're interested in or whatever Mm -hmm. but they aren't like texting them like formally introducing themselves i don't know i feel like it's also like a way to stalk people yeah that's so interesting so but so people aren't really uploading to their stories as much on there? I think they are. Maybe I just check it less. Like, yeah. I never upload to my story just because I'm like, I don't have anything that I need, like, yeah. the however many hundreds of people I have on Snapchat to see. Do, wait, do your friends upload to Instagram stories? Some do. Okay. Um, Not as much as Snapchat stories, but that's definitely, like, there are definitely more and more people doing it each week. Okay. Like, I think more people are starting to treat Instagram stories the way that they used to Snapchat stories, mm-hmm. which is interesting for me because I'm so used to Instagram stories being like, swipe up for the link to this blog post. <laughs> and then you see like some random photo of like someone's dinner in Malibu, you know, I that's know. like totally just spur of the moment. Yeah. Um. So I think that that's becoming more of a personally used thing on like normal accounts and not influencer accounts yeah it's so interesting okay sorry i got off track bit of a side so, track it's okay uh, but it we'll get more into this okay wait so you are caroline's kitchen yeah so back to my introduction <laughs> back to who you are um okay so and you are how old i am 18 years old you're 18 woohoo a you're little an adult, adult. yeah you are an adult that's crazy and you have applied to college. I have. Have you accepted a college? I do you not know where I'm going. Next they couple coming? of weeks, I was going to say, out. it's that time. It is that time. I haven't heard yet, but in the next couple of weeks, it's like by April 1st, so we oh shall see. Gosh. How are you feeling? 
kind of just like numbing myself honestly I'm trying uh-huh. not to think about it I'm okay. kind of just like whatever happens happens mm-hmm. um do you yeah. have top schools in mind mm, I'm trying not to like commit myself to one like yeah. I tell myself that I definitely have some that I like more than okay. others but I'm trying to like keep an open mind because I don't want to like set myself up for devastation so yeah you know we'll no see. that's a good idea I mean I know for me I was like the only place I wanted to go was UCLA mm-hmm and I was like, if I don't get in, I'm so... You're like, I'm done. I'm so screwed. I was like, I don't really care about anywhere else. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's stressful. And I mean, how are you feeling compared to like December time? Honestly, I'm more at ease now mm-hmm. because second semester in general has just been much better in the sense that I've had so much more time to dedicate towards things that I like and that I'm interested in Mm -hmm. so like yes I still do my schoolwork like I still you know that still bogs me down don't get me wrong Mm -hmm. but I've had so much more time to like actually attend events and like work on recipes and like kind of expand my business in ways that before were just like totally not feasible because I was applying to colleges Mm -hmm. so I feel like now the expectation and the waiting and the anticipation is you know, kind of in the back of my mind, but I have so many other good things going on that I'm excited about that it's been like a nice distraction. Whereas in December, it was like school and finals were my distraction, which was not so comforting. You honestly, I felt like you were, you were just dead. I, I think I was like, I, I think I now, like, I'm went sorry. Under. You were like, <laughs> I like, I remember like seeing you during that time. I felt so horrible for you because I remember being there and I was like, just totally emotionally unstable and so overtired and then I saw you and I was like oh my god it brings me back to that time it was just like adrenal fatigue yeah literally and I think I was just I was trying to do so much at once yeah you know because well you just kind of innately in my personality yeah Yeah. like I still do so much at once I still should definitely refine and be a little bit more deliberate about how many things I choose to attack in one day Mm -hmm. but I've gotten better at it and I think that there was a lot of pressure in the fall and the winter to like always be performing at a hundred percent and I feel like now I'm able to like do a better job at picking and choosing the things that I really need to go a hundred at but then also like giving myself time to just like chill and relax which is like I feel like the trend right now I feel like everyone's kind of moving in that direction like there's definitely more discussion about it on social media and stuff which has been inspiring for me so yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think because everybody's getting burnt out. Yeah, we true. were all just everyone's like, crashing so hard, and then we all died. And we're like, okay, guys, stop <laughs> being so busy. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to slow down. We're like self care. Yeah, exactly. Well, essential so, oils. Are you like? Are you feeling like ready? to leave high school or like are you excited to leave yeah. are you sad to leave you know I'm sad to leave my family and my friends but I'm super ready to leave high school okay I'm ready to leave like the routine of high school like high school is you know I'm actually really lucky I go to high school but I also do research at UCLA I have a lot of days where I don't go to like an eight to three schedule I mm-hmm. you know it's very flexible so I do take that for granted but it is still very much so a routine and like seeing my sister who's a junior in college like her life is just so much more different on a day-to-day basis I mean she's abroad right now so Mm -hmm. her life is like glamorous and wonderful (laughs) but um you know when even her freshman year at college like I think that there's just a lot more flexibility in schedules and I'm excited for like each day to be something a little bit different Mm -hmm. or like even just to have more 
freedom during my day to be like, okay, I'm going to delegate this much time to this. Like now it's just very like, go to school, here's your schedule, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm excited to get out of that and like have a little bit more flexibility. I think that'll be really good for you. It's, I agree. I mean, you fascinate me because (laughs) I, Oh, how do I put this? Okay. Well, you fascinate me because I feel like I see a lot of myself in you, but uh-huh. you handle it so much better. Um, <laughs> I think we're both like super type A perfectionists. Yeah. And also, but what what it's amazing to me is like, you are extremely mature and intelligent. And I wonder, like, do you have a hard time connecting with people your age? Because for totally. me, this is a big reason why I just hated high school. I felt stuck in this box and stuck around people who just cared about not everybody but a lot most of the people around me most of the people around me cared about stupid shit yeah and were just not growth-minded and not mature yet yeah and I had a really hard time just like being stuck in school it was very mundane and being around people like that um and I just wanted to get out but yeah you like don't feel like you're not like I hate high school the way I was yeah so that's why I'm curious I you think know? I do totally get what you're saying I do definitely sometimes like my friends and even my teachers make fun of me for it like I'm just not very good at being a teenager mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually talking to one of my teachers about this last night Well, you're you're like too good at being a teenager because you do it like an adult you just like don't fit the teenager yeah, exactly. every teenager was like you they would we'd be rock stars. running the world yeah we'd be running america would not be in the crapple <laughs> um yeah so i think i definitely there are times when it's really hard to relate to people my age just because my interests are so vastly different yeah i think what's kind of been the saving grace for me throughout high school is that i'm lucky enough to go to a really great high school with some really really smart people yeah so i'm surrounded by people that are like always kind of keeping me on my toes and like from my friends to my teachers like I just you know there's always like some intellectual discussion to be had you know and not to say that it's like we're all intellectuals and we're all like (laughs) super you know ostentatious and whatnot but I think that that's been really nice because as much as it has been difficult socially to kind of navigate like the LA teenager you know lifestyle Mm -hmm. that I just don't really fit into naturally I also am in an environment, at least during the school day, where I do feel like I can connect to a lot of people and I have made some great friends. So that's, it's been an interesting balance, but I think that that's kind of, I also have a great relationship with my family, which has Mm -hmm. been amazing. So I think that those two things has made it very manageable. Do you have a hard time, I mean, how do you balance being in the influencer world in LA and being in high school with your friend is it weird it's a weird balance yeah it's a really weird balance and it's something that I haven't really figured out Mm -hmm. but I'm you know working on it as always I think that when I first started Caroline's Kitchen I like didn't tell anyone about it like Mm -hmm. I kept it separate from school and now it's like like there are no teachers at my school that don't know about it not because I talk about it but just because for somehow it's gotten around you know so how I did think people that, find out? Did you tell people? I think someone, someone just found the Instagram account. You know, like, uh-huh. it's not hard to find Instagram accounts. And yeah. it was on public. So, like, it was... I knew someone was going to find it eventually. I just didn't want to be the one to talk about it. Did you your know, family like, know? Oh, my family totally knew. Oh. Yeah. No, they've been, like, my supporters since day one. Mm-hmm. They were buying the ingredients. You know, they're paying the they're whole They're the foods. best. Yeah. I went over to Caroline's house one time, and her parents were just so nice. <laughs> <laughs> they're... No, like, they actually are legally co-owners of my business that's amazing like, this is a family effort okay, yeah i love it that's um, so amazing but 
Yeah, it was weird at first. And also when I started Caroline's Kitchen, like I didn't start it thinking like, okay, I want to start this business and I'm going to launch a website and I want this to become like a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. It literally was like, I take some photos of smoothie bowls like once every three weeks and I kind of want a place to put it. So I guess I'll start an Instagram account. Mm -hmm. Like I never in a million years thought that it would develop into what it is now. I didn't even know I was interested in like business or marketing or anything Uh like that before I started Caroline's Kitchen. Um, How old were you? I was... 15 I was it was like a couple months before I turned 16 but it's just like most 15 or 16 year olds would never think to even start an Instagram I know I feel like it was honestly just like this random thing I did in my spare time Mm -hmm. and like the photos were really bad my captions were super bad and inauthentic but like it didn't matter because I literally was just posting it for like the two people that followed me that thought it was interesting um and I think that as it's grown I've had to more and more think about you know how do I balance this with school because like most people that are in the influencer world not everyone a lot of people do it as kind of a side thing but there are a lot of people who do it as their job Mm -hmm. which is super cool but for me like any ounce of free time I have is Caroline's kitchen time you know like my school is already so academic and it already you know occupies so much of my time that and I also played club volleyball up until last year so like doing all of that and then my free time was like, oh, finally I get to like test this recipe I've been thinking about for like two months, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that just uh, kind of accepting the fact that like I can't hold myself to the same expectations as the people that do this as a full-time job. Like I I wanted to start my website. I wanted to work with brands. I wanted to do all these things that people do because it's their job. And I had to be like, okay, take a step back. Like I don't dedicate you know, 10 hours a day to this, I dedicate 45 minutes if I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. So I had to just like really have, I still do really pick and choose like where I put my efforts. Um, and it's been a lot easier the past couple of months because I am now a second semester senior. So there's (laughs) been like some more flexibility and just like less overall pressure at school. Um, but yeah, it's still a balance that I'm figuring out how to strike. Did you ever struggle with like, I mean, I think about when I was in college and I felt like, okay, I have free time on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Do I dedicate this to my blog or do I go out with my friends? Totally. Do you do you ever deal with that? Yeah. Like, like how do you decide if you're going to put time to Caroline's Kitchen versus, you know, social time, family time? Totally. Yeah. I think that that is probably, like, the biggest balance that mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out and the biggest struggle because on one hand, like, I want to dedicate – my heart and soul to Caroline's Kitchen because I am so passionate about it. And for me, Instagram and my website are both so dependent on how much effort I put in. Like if I put in effort and I'm generating a lot of content, I get back a huge response. Mm -hmm. But if I don't, like I get nothing, you know? So it's really kind of a reciprocal relationship. So there's part of me that wants to like just put all my time there because I love like seen when like random families that live in Idaho make my recipes (laughs) for their kids for dinner I'm like that's amazing but um you know at the same time like especially as I near the end of my high school career I'm like I need to spend time with friends and family and like do random things that I'm not gonna have the opportunity to do next year and I think that I think part of it is like a gut feeling like I know like there are times when I'm just like burnt out from the week and I'm like I don't need to test a recipe right now like I need to like go watch a movie or like go to dinner with my friends in LA somewhere 
Um, so I think that there are moments when I really kind of know what I need. Mm -hmm. And I think that over the years I've gotten pretty good at being like, okay, this is what I need to do right now. Um, but there are like, you know, little moments where someone will be like, Hey, like, do you want to come over on like a Sunday night? And like, for me, Sundays are like the day when I like, I get food ready for the week I test recipes on Sundays I do a ton of homework on Sundays like Sundays are like a very productive day for me so when people are like let's go hiking and then like grab brunch I'm like that is so many hours wasted like I can't yeah. do that I remember that too I would but that's so like the typical frustrated. thing to do like that's a totally normal thing to do and I forget that because I'm like okay like that's not a weird request I just like in my mind I'm like whoa like how do people have the time to like grab brunch on a Sunday yeah. but that's like a totally normal activity it's so funny because I feel the same like I never Sundays you I stay home that's like my Sundays are the day together. to get it done yeah this is when I'm getting all my work done like yeah. Sunday to me it's like you don't exit Sunday you know like <laughs> yeah so, I remember my friends asking me that too They're like oh let's go get brunch I'm like I can't it's Sunday like that's when I know it's so interesting. Well, okay. So, what is your what was like your goal? Like, what are you looking to get out of your platform and your website? Like, what are you trying to do? Why did you start it? When I started, I literally had no goal. Okay. Like, I didn't even think. I didn't know You're if I was going like, to keep it for more than a couple months. Uh-huh. I was just like, I guess we'll. And this was also I started it when influencer was like not a known word. Like, it was not really a thing, and. That's really why the I'm only so curious what kind of got you to start. Like, were there other people you you were following here, like, you really liked and you wanted to do something like that? My biggest inspiration was Deliciously Ella, mm-hmm. who, like, to this day is one of She's my biggest awesome. inspirations. Because, well, we, like, I'm not vegan or anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, some of the, even sometimes her food, I'm like, oh, like, that looks good. But it's not like I want to eat everything that she eats. Mm-hmm. But I'm just impressed by her. Like, yeah. as a businesswoman as just someone who's extremely authentic and open but not like obnoxiously so I just think that she's really cool and I think her business is really cool um so but she was a huge inspiration to me starting out and that was kind of the gateway for me into like oh healthy eating like I was really lucky I grew up in a house where I was always like taught to eat broccoli and like (laughs) eat my salad with my pasta and like you know I always ate healthy foods but I never made the connection between how you eat has such a huge impact on not just how you feel directly after but like it's really transformative like how you feel day to day how you feel throughout the week how you sleep how you look Mm -hmm. like energy levels it affects everything and I think that until I kind of saw what she was doing on Instagram and was like oh like maybe instead of having like some frozen meal from Trader Joe's for lunch. Because keep in mind, I'm 15 at this yeah. time. I was like, May- I'm going to like try making something for myself, you know? And I did. And it was fun. And I've always loved cooking. And my mom and grandma are both amazing cooks. So it's always been like, my dad actually too. It's always been a part of my life. Um, and so I think that that, like my natural kind of knack for cooking combined with like my interest in nutrition and that kind of, it was just becoming trendy, Mm -hmm. um, was what made me so interested in like the world of Instagram in that realm because it was kind of just on the cusp of becoming popular, but it hadn't really reached like where it is now. Yeah. Um, And so when I started Instagram, I really was just like thinking that maybe, like I'd pack my lunches for school, you know, which bear in mind, do not look now like they did then like now I actually they look pretty good I've got to admit but like then it was it was (laughs) not attractive (laughs) um and 
you know, despite me now looking back and thinking they were bad, I still got so many questions from people at school being like, oh, you eat so healthy, like pack me lunch, that kale salad looks amazing because like people just didn't eat that, you know, that was not like a trendy thing to do. Um, And so it, that's kind of where the idea came from. I was like, well, if everyone's interested in what I'm eating all the time, like maybe I'll just start this Instagram and then people will be able to see it and I won't have to like, I can just type it out in a caption (laughs) instead of like explain myself every day. Um, but it was never like, oh, I'm going to work with brands because that just wasn't a thing. Like people didn't do that. It wasn't really until I think like a year later, even after I had been posting and had generated so much content that I was like, oh, this is a thing. Like Mm -hmm. this is kind of a platform that I can use to like project a message. And I think that that's when the power of social media really resonated we, with me when I started seeing people. Because, you know, there's kind of that lapse period between when you start your Instagram and when people respond to it. Yeah. You know, like, people aren't just, like, DMing you, like, from day one. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to be friends? Um, no, it takes a while. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a period of growth. But I think that once I started to get a little bit of response from my followers and I, like, saw that what I was doing was actually making a direct impact on people, I was like, oh, like, there's a opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And so I think that now... As my account has grown and become a huge part of my life, I think that now I really want to just project a hopefully positive message for everyone, but especially teenage girls, because I feel like that's kind of like what resonates the deepest with me and like what I can speak to the best because I am one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just hopefully promote a image of healthy eating, but balanced eating and, you know, normal food habits and like I think that there's so much pressure as a teenage girl especially in Los Angeles to like always be looking for the next best thing like always trying to be you know figuring out what's going to be the best diet for me to lose weight in 30 days before I go to Coachella Mm -hmm. and like I think that that I forget that that's so such a popular mindset because you know in our world in the influencer world it's like diet like that's an outdated word no one says that anymore but like the vast majority of people still approach food through the lens of like okay I'm gonna go on this diet and drop this many pounds like people don't even take into consideration the fact that like if you're working out and gaining muscle you're actually probably gonna gain weight you know Mm -hmm. it's not calories in calories out it's not what you put on the scale like and I think that that is such a important message and it's one that is really often overlooked and so hopefully that my Instagram through the you know photos that I post people will see that healthy eating number one can be really delicious and not about deprivation and number two that it should be about feeling good in your life as a whole like it's not about oh I want to look good for this weekend so I'm gonna eat a bunch of kale between here and then like that's not what it's about it's about fueling yourself with nutrients that are going to make you feel good that are going to make you smart that are going to give you energy and then with that I think you just gain an overall sense of confidence you know like I think that food affects personality so much and food affects the way that we interact with each other and our emotions and that to me has been such a powerful lesson and it's something that I hope that through my account I can try to start to convey yeah. Sorry, it, that was like total rant. But. No, that was incredible. And you know, this is why, you know, we've talked about this before and I've talked to you about like, I'm like, how do I reach these girls who are your age? Like, yeah. what are they doing? What are they listening to? I mean, because I'm so passionate about this too, because I know what it was like for me and mm-hmm. in high school and all these pressures that people feel. And I, I want to 
know what it's like now. And like, I want you to tell me more about the girls your age and what they're doing, I guess. Yeah. What do they think is healthy? Is it trendy to eat healthy? Or like, what do they think is healthy? What's like, what is going on out there? Yeah. In the wilderness <laughs> out of high school. world of high school. The jungle yeah. of high school. <laughs> I mean, I can really only speak to Los Angeles, which yeah. I think is a very different demographic than like yeah. America at large. Yeah. Well, let's just. But in, in, LA in the context of your, your experience. Yes. Okay. Explain in the context to me of experience. my experience, I think eating healthy is definitely trendy. Okay. Um, you know, it varies. I have friends that are super, super into it. I have friends that are, like, super anti and are, like, I'm never going to eat anything that's green mm-hmm. unless it's, like, a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> um, you know, there's both ends of the spectrum. But I think overall, in general, people are very open to healthy food. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to a dinner last night um, for this class that I'm in, and it was, like, roasted broccoli. Um, there was, I mean, I provided a quinoa salad. <laughs> there was, like, some roasted chicken, what else? Um, asparagus, roasted potatoes. Like it was all very okay. Wow, yeah. healthy food. Yeah, and like it wasn't like anywhere here's else. Here's a lasagna like, yeah, that I just like got from the freezer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so I think that and people and no one was like, oh, broccoli. Everyone was like, oh my god, yum, broccoli. You yeah. know, so healthy eating is definitely popular. Mm. Um, and I think especially because there's so much access to good healthy food in LA, it's makes it more accessible for people. Um, I think that as far as the approach to eating, that's where things get a little trickier. Mm. And I think that a lot of people go on detoxes or cleanses or try to have some diet or they just hold themselves to a certain standard. Like I have a lot of people that I know that'll say like, okay, I'm going to completely stop eating carbs for three weeks. And like, I'm just going to hold myself to that. And, you know, I think people when they give themselves a rule, they feel like it's something that they can follow, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to just say, this is the rule, this is what I need to do. But I think that the problem with that is that number one, okay, what happens after those three weeks? Mm -hmm. You know, like you're not gonna never eat a carb again. Mm -hmm. There's also so much misconception about what carbs are. Like carbs (laughs) is not an equivalent to bread. Like there are carbs in vegetables. Do they even know what what they're saying? No, that's actually one of my pet peeves. People are always like, I'm not eating carbs right now. I'm like, so are you just not eating? Like are you not eating food? Because carbs are in everything unless you're eating like straight like meat from an animal. Um, So I think that people are more willing to approach healthy eating or maybe they're think they think they're going to get better results um if they give themselves these hard rules or these time restraints but i think that that becomes really problematic because that's not a lifestyle change that's temporary and number one it often leads to just wanting to completely reverse in the other direction as soon as your so-called diet or restriction phase is over um but it also is just like that's not a very healthy outlook to have on food in general because if you just say okay I'm never going to eat this food again like there's so everyone's so individual and just because you see one person on Instagram say that they you know don't eat dairy doesn't mean you don't have to eat Mm -hmm. dairy and I think that for us in the influencer world there's a lot of conversation about doing what's right for your body and there's a lot of general knowledge about you know some of the triggers you can look for about if you respond well to certain foods if you don't but I think a lot of people don't understand the science behind it and don't understand Mm -hmm. like the what like what would indicate that you actually don't tolerate dairy or gluten well or what would indicate that maybe your blood sugar or your hormones are out of control 
And I think that people just hear these words on social media. So they're like, oh, okay, I'm just not going to eat a carb, you know? And I think that that is not sustainable. And I think that it's, it generates a lot of competition because then when you hear your friend is saying, oh, I'm not eating sweets, then the other friend's response is usually either like, oh, well, good for you. I guess I'll just go like stuff my face. And then they have like three cupcakes, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's almost like a binge response, you know? Or the response is, you're not eating sweets. Well, I'm not going to eat sweets and I'm only going to eat, you know, broccoli for three weeks. So I think that people approach food through this lens of extremes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that because it's such a trendy thing, but it's also like so rarely understood, Mm -hmm. like people don't know the science behind nutrition. Like whenever I say something about like, why coconut like people always ask me why is coconut oil healthy Mm -hmm. or something like that and the second I say like medium chain triglyceride people are like what like there's multiple types of fat in the world like there's just so many misconceptions about like the actual science behind it that I think it makes it tricky because people are trying to follow these trends and these fads that they see but they don't actually know what it's doing for them they just know that it's out there you know I think that there are a few things going on there but I think that the biggest thing is that why they're doing what they're doing and people aren't going to be receptive to understanding the science behind it and like the real nutritional value because let's be real they those people who are doing this don't care about the nutritional value they're worried about losing weight what they look like yeah and which is you know I'm not saying everyone needs to be a scientist like that that's totally not the right approach but I think that no, but I we, think if you're going to jump to extremes, it's important that you know what it's going to do to your body, yeah. you know? And I think that if you say, okay, I'm just not going to eat this food or I'm going to go on this diet, like, it's important to know why mm-hmm. or, what, like, what is that going to cause? Or, you know, maybe two weeks later you Absolutely. realize that you're exhausted all the time and have no energy. Like, you should probably know what is happening in your it, body. No, exactly. And But the problem is because it's – People do need to know that, but they are so just blindsided because it just blinders on all their all. The only thing they're listening to is what is quote healthy, and at this point they've equated healthy with skinny, yeah. right? Yeah. And everybody for some reason thinks that if it's a, something that has to do with weight loss, it's healthy. Yeah, which is actually like another pet peeve of mine. Like those weight loss teas. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they make me like cringe. And I also think that one thing that hopefully my Instagram does promote and it's not something I talk about too much because it can sound kind of overwhelming Mm -hmm. um, but it's something that I think hopefully is just kind of implicitly implied that healthy eating and wellness in general like as much as I wish it was a quick fix and there was some easy thing that I could say to make it really accessible for everyone it's really not like it takes dedication it takes focus but it also takes like self-love and acceptance and confidence and you know living a lifestyle that is centered around wellness and feeling good that's a very different thing than going on a diet for two weeks and I think people think that you know they're gonna cut out gluten and then all of a sudden they're gonna be this like crystal loving like sage burning like yoga guru and they're gonna feel great and the whole world's gonna you know make sense um but I think that as much as food is transformative it's really kind of a lifestyle shift that needs to take place and I'm not saying everyone has to like totally revamp their diet but I think that 
when people approach food with the mindset of, okay, I'm just going to cut out one food group or I'm just going to eat this meal for two weeks and then I'm going to lose weight and then I'm going to be an overall healthy person. <laughs> like, I don't think that that's a very realistic view because I think that overall health is about, yes, physical health and food and nutrition, but it's also about mental health. It's also mm-hmm. about emotional health. And I think that those things are all really deeply intertwined. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that not a lot of people think about very much. Absolutely. Well, you can take two completely different people and they can be doing the same observable actions, yeah. right? So they could be eating the exact same meals and doing the exact same workouts, but one person is doing it from a place of self hate mm-hmm. and desperate to lose weight or look a certain way or impress somebody else or compete with the girl next to her and some and the same per, and another person is doing the same thing from a place of self-love just trying to feel good loves herself you know exercise is energizing her this food is making her feel good and think clearly and have more energy like that person who's doing it out of self-hate isn't first of all isn't even gonna get the same results yeah you know the cortisol yeah, is literally going to keep them from it. Yeah, yeah, sky high. But also, it, that person is not healthy. Yeah. You know? And you can tell. Yeah, you it doesn't matter. Tell. It doesn't matter what food you eat, yeah. how many soul cycle classes you've done in the mm-hmm. past week. If you don't feel good about yourself, it's not a healthy lifestyle. And, and it's not worth it. Like, yeah. Then if you want a donut, have the donut. Yeah. You know? If that's going to... Like, that's another thing is I think people think that, oh, I'm healthy because I don't eat these foods. And it's like, but do you want those foods? Because if you don't want those foods, that's awesome. Like, good for you. You probably have your blood sugar under control. But if you really want a piece of cake at your friend's birthday party and you're like, no, I can't have it because I committed myself to this really strict diet regimen, that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, because then you're like, I'm not saying go eat cake every single day of your life. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying if you want a piece of cake once in a while because it feels good, like, do it. Go for it, you know? It comes back to, like, the intention behind it. It's like, totally. are you not eating that cake because you're trying to stick to these rules because you don't love yourself and you're trying to turn into something? Like, yeah. that's BS. Mm-hmm. You know, eat the cake, yeah. you know? I think also it's interesting because we ha- we are very fortunate in the fact that a lot of these people we see in the media um, we get to meet in real life a lot of people who other people That's are so only true. seeing. So it's like I can meet somebody in real life um, and I know that they are, you know, I can see them and tell if they're doing what they're doing. First of all, if they're actually practicing what they preach. Yeah. Second of all, like, are they authentic? Are yeah, they are they authentic? Okay, sometimes people look really different in real life than they do. <laughs> a lot of people, you know... I feel like people are always shorter in real life. Uh, (laughs) I always see people and I'm like, I thought you were like 5'10 and you're like 5'2. Yeah. You know, people change their... Yeah, Facetune. Yeah, they face. They change their bodies. They use. I don't know what that. You know the app that changes their body. I don't. Yeah, Facetune. Uh, Oh, is that what people do for their body too? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Did that. Okay. Yeah. So they do all that. They Photoshop things. But also, it's like you can just tell from someone's energy meeting them in real life if they're legit or not. Totally. You know, you can tell. Like maybe you've seen that girl who's known to be the workout queen of LA, and you meet her, and she just looks so tired and haggard and, like and worn like, out yeah just, and just like does not look happy and it's like oh i met you in real life okay this is not out of a you're not you're not living this lifestyle because you love yourself you're you're be, you're beating yourself up mm-hmm. right yeah and so it's easier for us to kind of cut through the crap that's true and see what's real yeah i think that 
we are fortunate in the sense that we approach social media with a really I don't want to say critical view because, you know, that's not at all the right way to approach it. You shouldn't be criticizing other people. But I think we understand that it is a highlight reel, Mm -hmm. you know, because for us in our own lives, it's a highlight reel. Like people ask me all the time, they're like, how do you have time for your food to always look so perfect? I'm like, shocker, it doesn't. Like it doesn't always look that perfect. I photograph what looks good and I post that because no one wants to see my really ugly food Mm -hmm. in bad lighting. Like it, you know, it's, And I don't think that that makes me inauthentic because I'm not saying this is how I am 100% of the time, you know, because it's also like as much as social media is like a platform for me to share my lifestyle, it's also like kind of an art for me. Like I like the photography behind it. I like the aesthetics of it. So like it would feel weird for me to post some random like poorly lit photo of like a brown smoothie Mm -hmm. that I, you know, drink on some Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. So I think that... um, I like lost my train of thought. I don't even know where no, I'm going. No. Oh yeah, we approach social media with the understanding that we're seeing the best snippets of everyone's mm-hmm. life. And I think that when people take a step back, anyone can understand that. But yeah. I think that it's something that people don't think of very often. So they see these influencer accounts and they think like, oh my God, their life is perfect. Yeah. And I think that that can be really hard because then you think, well, my life should be like that. And they look always happy, but it's like, they're not going to go on their Instagram stories and be like, I'm having a really bad day for no reason, but just because I just, I'm just not feeling it today. You know, like people don't post that because that's not like projecting a good message to everybody. Exactly. Um, So I think, and I don't think that it's like the influencer's responsibility mm -hmm. to always be like, oh, I'm having a terrible day. I should share this with people so that everyone can sympathize with me. But I think that, well, this is the thing. If it's we just look at any cognizant of. No, if we look at any other business, mm-hmm. you, we don't get angry at, I don't know. What's a, I'm trying to think. Like, model meals, yeah. right? Yeah. You wouldn't get angry at model meals be like, how come all of your pictures look so good? Like, it's the business. Yeah. Of course they're going to. Exactly. And so a lot of these, like, this is their, this is a business. So mm-hmm. why, why would you put a quote ugly photo up? Do you exactly. know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, you have to take it like that. And I think also going back to the way you consume information, like I think about, I know for me, when I first, I knew nothing about health or wellness and I started reading blogs and got really into mind body green and chalkboard mag and I was getting flooded with all of this health health quote health information and I took everything like everything I saw was information from an expert everything yeah. I saw it was, was all the truth I, it was all the truth I needed to consume it all do it all they were always right like anything I read and I, I like you know you could scroll through your feed and see all this clickbait what I do to lose 20 pounds in yeah. three weeks, you know, this is going to yeah, transform the headlines drive me how nuts. to grow your hair in th- in three <laughs> weeks. You know, this is going to make your skin clear up immediately. Like the best brain boosting foods, the best weight loss foods. You see all this and you think it's all truth, right? Yeah. And now I like I I scroll through I scroll through this stuff. I don't click on anything because now that I'm I've seen it behind the scenes, I'm like, all of this is BS, right? Yeah. I'm just like, OK, whatever. Um, but I forget that no one else other people coming don't at it from that, that skeptical perspective. Yeah. yeah, I think you're totally right. And I think that that's why, as amazing as those websites are, I think it's really important to approach each article as though it's like an opinion piece. Exactly. You know, like just because some, because if you read everything and take everything as the truth, you're going to end up with like so many different 
perspectives and viewpoints that there's going to be all of a sudden no food in the world that is healthy because everyone says that something's bad at some point Mm -hmm. which is why I love Mark Hyman's new book food what the heck should I eat because that's so true like that's how everyone's feeling it's like what am I supposed to eat because someone told me that I should be vegan but now everyone's saying vegan's bad and I should be paleo Mm -hmm. and now that's bad and I should you know be keto now I should avoid lectins yeah yeah exactly (laughs) as we discussed Um, like who knows what the heck a lectin is like we do because we're nerds but it's like most people overwhelming don't. to people yeah and it's like coconut oil was healthy now it's not mm-hmm. what do I do and you know, I think you know getting back to your question of like what do you want to do with your Instagram I hope that like the food because I don't I don't like labeling my food as like look this is paleo this is gluten-free this is vegan I do that because there are people who follow me who want that information mm-hmm. and there are people that you know, for whatever reason, are following a certain diet and they want to know like, oh, this recipe, like this banana bread is paleo. That's awesome. I'm going to check out the website where otherwise maybe they'd see banana bread and be like, oh, like I I don't, I can't eat that. Mm -hmm. So I do it for that reason. But I hope that my account showcases that as much as I do eat a really healthy diet and I do, you know, care a lot about the source of my ingredients, it's really pretty flexible Mm -hmm. like one day I might be having chickpea pasta for lunch and then maybe the next day I'm having like a turkey burger with sweet potatoes and then the day after that I'm having like breakfast for dinner you know Mm -hmm. like it's just there's a there's so much flexibility and it's not like okay every morning I'm gonna eat oatmeal for breakfast and then every day I have to have a salad for lunch and I think that that is unfortunately the way that a lot of people approach healthy eating. Yeah. Um, they're looking but for I think, rules. And yeah. They're also looking for everybody else to, for somebody else outside them to solve their problem and just give them the answer. Yeah. They just want to read this article and say, I'm just going to follow this and it's going to be done. And n- people are not, like, people need to learn to trust themselves and take personal responsibility and be like, I can decide for myself. Exactly. I don't care what everybody else is doing. I can take that as, cool, that's cool information. You do you. And I can consume that information, but that doesn't mean that I have to do that. I totally agree. And people, someone asked me the other day how I feel about coconut oil now, that there's so much controversy Mm -hmm. around it, and coconut butter as well. And I said, because people were like, (laughs) Caroline's never given up coconut butter. Let me tell you that one. That is part of my bloodstream. Like, if they took a blood test, it would be part coconut butter. Yeah. Coconut butter. Yeah. I, um, blood type CB. (laughs) That's so great. Honestly, though. But someone was like, there's no way that all of that saturated fat is good for you. And my response was, I was like, you know what? It might not be. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It's not processed. Yeah. It's not man-made in a factory. Like, it's a totally whole natural food. Mm-hmm. And I've been eating copious amounts of it for months. And I feel great. Mm-hmm. So if I start to feel, like, really horrible, mm-hmm. or I find out that my coconut butter has hydrogenated palm oil in it, like, that's another story. That's yeah. an issue. Then I'll, like, have this conversation with you. But, like, I've been eating a lot of coconut butter for a long time. And it's a completely whole food. So if I feel good, like, I don't... Yeah, that's great that there's some new study that says that it's not good. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I feel great eating it, I'm going to keep eating it because it makes me happy because I love it, you mm-hmm. know? So th- I think that for me, like, even though I don't follow a diet, my kind of, like, food philosophy is, like, if it's not, like, processed and, ma- you know, man-made in a factory, if it's a whole food and I feel good eating it, like, then that's that's the requirements, you mm-hmm. know? Like, then that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I think that 
that's really the basis of like my Instagram and my Mm -hmm. account. And I think really the basis of what healthy eating, especially for teenage girls should be, because I think that starting from that place, a place of, okay, I can eat all of these foods because they fuel me and I feel good when I'm eating them rather than I have to cut out these very specific foods. Like don't think so much about what you can't eat. Think about like all the awesome stuff you can eat. Yeah. Like think about all the crazy cool things that you can do with wholesome ingredients, which is why I love on my website making recipes like banana bread Mm -hmm. and taquitos and like fun recipes that are not, you know, typically super healthy, Mm -hmm. but like there's so much you can do with whole foods. Mm -hmm. And so I think that approaching it from that mindset and approaching it from the perspective of I want to fuel my body with the best quality ingredients because I'm going to feel awesome is very, very different from saying, okay, I don't really know what I can and can't eat because everyone thinks that something's unhealthy, but I read that I should eat no carbs and only have, you know, avocado and chicken and kale for a week. So I'm going to do that. Like that's so limiting, you know? Mm -hmm. So don't think about all the things that you have to restrict yourself from and cut out. Just think about like all the awesome stuff that's available to us. Yeah, so, okay, this, I have two questions. So, basically, one, where, okay, we have, we have to make some generalizations here. So, okay. just anybody who's listening, we recognize we're making vast, sweeping generalizations, but this is just how it has to go to, for time efficiency. Okay, <laughs> what, where are people, like, getting their, quote, health information from? Like, who are they listening to and trusting to? What are people, like, the girls around you, your friends, like, what do they think is healthy? Okay, so... Number one, I think the people that are like really interested in health, I think definitely follow like influencers on Instagram mm-hmm. and probably know about websites like Well and Good, Mind Body Green, Chalkboard Mag. So okay. I think that the people that are kind of dedicated to food or health or whatever it may be um, get the, a lot of their info from there. The people they're following on Instagram though, like are these food bloggers or these actual health? Probably a combination of the two, but more more influencers. Like, okay. not really anyone with a certified degree. Okay. Um, I think that a lot of it's, like, Google, honestly, as, like, old-fashioned as that sounds. Like, people literally Google, like, how to lose, you know, X much weight in 30 days. And they see some article that says that if you eat, cabbage soup yeah you know it's like some article literally from like the 70s yeah exactly so you're getting pretty outdated information you're getting it from random websites like yeah i mean i imagine what comes up is stuff from like cosmo and shape and self and totally totally and i was gonna say i think it's also like that's something that they cover on like extra tv now yeah and like the today's show yeah yeah, people magazine like it's everywhere so Mm -hmm. i think if you're looking if like weight loss is like a trigger word for you and you see if you want to find, you know, info about it, it's all around you. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's in the media. It's on your Facebook page. It's all over Google. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's really easy to get access to those articles. So I think that that's honestly where it comes from is just like it surrounds people. Do they pay attention to Google? I mean, wow. YouTube. <laughs> sorry. I'm um, you know, I'm like not at all into YouTube. Okay. Um, but I think like I definitely know people that do follow YouTubers. Okay, interesting. I was just curious if that was dying or not. I know there's some really I kind of feel like it is dying. I but thought it was too. I think that's more just because I have no interest in it. Yeah. But I think that there are definitely still people that do it. I mean, I 
know that there's just so much bad health information on yeah. YouTube and it scares me because it's mostly like beauty bloggers yeah. putting out I their, love the like their what quote, night healthy, eat yeah. day videos and, like, and it's like oh rice cakes so, yeah, and like so scary. a piece of straight cheese and yeah. you're like number one not super nutrient dense number two not delicious yeah. like that does well, not sound people good. this is the issue people see a pretty girl and they think oh she's healthy because she's pretty yeah and i'm I like know. oh my gosh you guys <laughs> not equivalent no it's not the same thing but okay. and then as far as what people think are healthy um i think it changes a lot i think people are super susceptible to whatever the trendy diet is at that moment so i think that what's trendy right now i think what's trendy right now is definitely healthy fats. I think the trendiest thing right now is like, at least in LA, um, what people call low carb, mm-hmm. more so to mean like gluten-free, not a lot of processed grains. Um, I think people think that white rice is really bad, which is funny because it's like pretty much the same thing as brown rice. Like the only difference is like the fiber. I would argue that white rice is healthier. Better. Yeah. It's actually easier to digest. I will eat white rice like before I would eat brown rice. Yeah. So I think that there's, I think what's trendy right now would be, yeah, I think low carb, um, I wouldn't say high fat because I think there still is like this kind well, of this, remaining yeah. fear around fat people that people are, going are s- low carb and they're not going high fat. Exactly. So I think like you got to get your calories from mm-hmm. somewhere, you know. Um, I think that if you ask a majority of my friends, are avocados healthy? All of them are going to say yes. Mm-hmm. But I think people might not think like, oh, I'm just going to take all of the grains out of my diet. But it's like, so if you take the grains out of your diet, but the only sources of protein that you eat are white chicken breast and you like some vegetables and that's really it like what does that leave you with not a whole lot you know Mm -hmm. so I think that that is a misconception with that particular diet um are people is veganism trendy I think or is that kind of falling out of style kind of but it's also kind of polarizing I think like Uh I know a lot of people that are like oh god she's vegan you know like like one of those things um that's because unfortunately veganism got tight like, it got a bad rap. it got attached <laughs> because a lot of people in that community and there are people like this in every community that are just way too like outspoken yeah. and giving it a bad name because they're not you know I, like yeah. you know what i mean not like all I, vegans are like that but yeah. the ones who are gave it a bad name yeah i also think gluten-free and dairy-free mm-hmm. i think those two actually thinking about it are probably the biggest because it's the big buzzwords and yeah those are buzzwords and I have mixed emotions about that because from one perspective, gluten and dairy are two of the biggest allergens. Mm. So, and I think there are a lot of people that to some extent are intolerant in some way to at least the American strains that we have of gluten (laughs) and um, highly processed dairy. And I think that cutting those out will probably make people feel a lot better in a lot of cases. But I think that where people get a little lost is they think okay so I'm not eating gluten and I'm not eating dairy and you go to say whole foods and you see these cookies that are gluten and dairy free and they're like okay cool like awesome and then they check the nutrition label and there's a hundred calories in four cookies and they're like oh my god great I can have two and I'm only having 50 calories like that's basically like eating half of an apple you know so I think that 
that is problematic because people forget to look at the ingredients yeah. and you look at the ingredients and it's like expeller pressed canola oil mm-hmm. and um bleached like white rice yeah, flour or really something just like randomly like, you know and, like, and, and then things that you can't pronounce healthy. yeah yeah and you're like okay what the heck is that like mm-hmm. i don't need aspartame in my food you mm-hmm. know so i think that um i think that those are good starting points because I think that if someone, you know, just wants to overall feel better or if they're having certain symptoms that they think may be related to food, I think Mm -hmm. that cutting those out um, could definitely be enlightening. But I think that you also have to approach it with the knowledge of eating nutritious, natural, whole foods overall and not thinking that you're going to have a healthy diet just because you cut out those two things, but you're keeping all the other stuff like if you're eating a really highly processed high and refined sugar diet oh but you don't eat gluten and dairy like that's probably actually going to do you less of a favor than it would if you just kept the gluten and dairy because maybe you'd be eating more you know normal foods Mm -hmm. like a piece of wheat bread or something it's about ingredients not labels right exactly yeah i'm curious what are some things that come to mind besides that was a really good example of things that you see people your age doing in terms of food or fitness that they, they, they think is healthy, but you're just like, Oh no. Yeah. I think, um, I think people are still really bogged down by calories, Mm. which is really unfortunate because there's so much data now that shows that it's just not a good way yeah. to approach weight loss or what do healthy they think eating is in like a normal amount of calories to eat honestly like I don't what are know. people trying to go for i think i think the idea is just that if they eat less calories they're going to lose weight mm-hmm. which here's the thing for some people that might be the case mm-hmm. you know some people might restrict calories and they might lose weight and that is totally option but I think that that like we were talking about earlier like that's not health I think there's a difference between what you weigh and how healthy you are Mm -hmm. and just because you lose a few pounds does not make you a healthy person and it's also not sustainable and you're not going to feel good and you're going to get to a point where you're just like okay this is not what it's talked up to be like (laughs) everyone says like oh you get below this number on the scale and you're going to feel good but like if you're restricting yourself if you're judging yourself and if you're so worried about how many calories are in this meal or how many ounces of you know protein am I eating and how many calories is that and did I burn it off on the elliptical a couple hours ago Mm -hmm. like if that's your mindset like there's really nothing healthy about that you might be losing weight but you're not you're not living you're your not life. Gaining any positivity. Yeah. You're not, you're not gaining healthy. any actual nourishment. Yeah. And I think the other thing that scares me is I'm thinking about, I'm like, you're talking about this is what you see people your age. I'm like, I think about me in high school and all my friends and the girls in school. I'm like, none of us really needed to lose weight. Yeah. That's the other thing is like, like it's, it's <laughs> so often that you hear people be like, I'm so fat, I want to lose 10 pounds. And you look at them and you're like, what? Yeah. Like, no. And I think, honestly, part of it is just to get a response so that people will be like, no, you're not fat. And they're like, yes, I am. And it's like, no, you seriously aren't, you know? Do you think and that think, most people, do you think that most people around you have like body image issues at your age? I think it varies in degree, but I feel like teenage girls in general are super susceptible to it. And I think that to say that, there's a teenage girl 
that has never once looked in the mirror and you know been unhappy with what she saw is unrealistic I think that some people have much more severe cases than other but I think that at some point everyone's had that moment where they look in the mirror and think "Mm, I wish I could lose a few pounds or oh my skin is so bad or oh I you know my nose is too big like everyone's constantly judging themselves and where do you think that comes from I think a lot of it has to do with social media. I think it's something that's become more popularized because of social media, because it's such a direct um, line of comparison. Like you see some filtered photo and some edited photo of a girl Mm -hmm. on social media and you think, oh, she must look like that all the time. But in reality, she doesn't. You know, that's Mm -hmm. like the best photo that she got out of 100 and she's not Mm going to post those other 100 that she's not happy with. Um, But I think that people also hold themselves to unrealistic expectations like I think that it's really interesting that people a lot of times see their friends in a way that if they regarded themselves with the same admiration and respect they would be so much happier in their own skin because I think that people look at their friends and think like oh you're so pretty or their friends will complain about something and they're like what no I don't see that at all but people are so much quicker to judge themselves than they are the people around them Mm -hmm. so I think that it's really easy to look at yourself in the mirror and think like oh my hair looks bad today and oh look at my skin and oh like have my thighs gotten bigger like there's all these little nitpicky things that you can judge about yourself but no one else is looking at you and like oh you know she has one like blemish on her face her skin's not looking so good like no one's judging you in the same way that you're judging yourself and I think that I think part of it's social media I think part of it's just like the way that life is you know As, as as unfortunate as it is I think that being a teenage girl especially growing up in modern day culture it's hard and I think that it's kind of inescapable. And I don't think that anyone's found that perfect balance of always being happy and healthy in their own skin. I think that it's something that we can try our best to work towards, but I think that it's always going to be something to work towards. Do you think that it's social media in terms of, I think, I mean, obviously both of these are contributing, but do you feel like one contributes more to the than the other is what I'm asking. Social media in terms of, you're seeing influencers and celebrities and comparing yourself to that Mm -hmm. or versus you're seeing all of your friends all the time and looking at them. Yeah, I think it's both. I also think it depends on the person. Mm -hmm. Like there are some people that just don't really follow celebrities or influencers and Mm -hmm. don't really care about them. And then there are some people that like devote their lives to like watching their stories and keeping up with whatever they're doing on a day-to-day basis. So I think that it totally depends on the person. Um, I would say maybe friends just because celebrities I think almost feel too distant yeah but I think friends like if you see some girl that's your age and goes to the same school as you and posts photos on Instagram and looks amazing I think that that is more pressure than if you see Selena Gomez post a photo where she looks really good because you're like oh how many people did she have help her look good in that photo you know like it's almost like that's some unrealistic expectation and I think that people kind of fawn over those photos but they don't see themselves in those photos quite as much as if you see some girl that's your age that lives in LA that maybe you've seen once or twice so you follow each other and she always like appears to have this perfect life on social media, then I think that's a lot more pressure because you feel like that's something that maybe you could have Mm -hmm. that you're not having for whatever reason. And then that like incites this guilt within you and this pressure to feel like you need to be perfect all the time. 
do you feel like people are trying i know for well it's different for you because you go to an all-girls school right mm-hmm. but i always felt like i think it's interesting to think about are these girls trying to impress guys or yeah. other girls more and i always, that is such an interesting I, question oh I, I don't know to me i feel like it's other girls more honestly yeah, i do too <laughs> i also think it's like like I said earlier, everyone's hardest critic is themselves. Mm-hmm. I think they want to prove something to themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that probably stems from being but, influenced by other people. Well, they're like looking for validation from other people yeah. so that they can feel good about themselves. Yeah. I, I want to like, like I'm not letting you leave this conversation without you g- just being totally honest about some of the stuff that goes on. Like what you see people doing that's like seriously harming their health yeah because i know we've talked about some of the stuff that some of these behaviors or things they say yeah can you share some things that you've seen go on that you know girls your age are actually doing i think i mean eating disorders are super common as sad as it is okay thank you for saying they are yeah yeah and i think that there's a lot of debate about what qualifies something as an eating disorder you know and i think that there's an eating disorder and then there's disordered eating Mm -hmm. and maybe not everyone has an eating disorder but I think a lot of people have disordered eating Mm -hmm. and I think that it totally varies in severity but I think that there's pretty much constant chatter about wanting to eat certain foods to look a certain way or not being happy in your own body or wanting to lose weight Like, to the point where it's, like, you feel like you can't go a day without it. And I've had so many friends who have said to me, I'm so sick of talking about food. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that it has to be that way, which is why, like, sometimes I'm so conflicted by Caroline's Kitchen because it's, like, I want to, like, share this message of, like, all the great things that food can do for you. But I totally get the people who are, like, oh, my God, can we please move on? Like, can we talk about anything else? Because I think that people – it's just such a – easy trap to fall into and it's also like a virus like it spreads like crazy I mean I can't tell you how many cases I've seen where one person falls really deep into an eating disorder or just some type of disordered eating and it really really deeply impacts their closest friends and the people around them Mm -hmm. and you know maybe the their friend falls into the same trap as them maybe their friend totally pushes in the other direction and feels the need to overcompensate and starts like binging and eating Mm -hmm. a ton you know i think it could really go in so many different directions but it's almost like normalized like it's almost kind of impressive when you meet someone that like has a really good relationship with food Mm -hmm. and that's really sad and that's really unfortunate and i think that there's no one right way to do it I don't Mm -hmm. think that there's one outlook or one approach to eating that is going to work for everyone. I think it's totally, I mean, we are all bio individuals scientifically, Mm -hmm. but like emotionally, physically, like we're just all so different. And so I think that what might be healthy for me and what makes me feel good is not at all what might be right for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so as much as I love sharing what I eat with people on social media, like I don't want anyone to get the idea that I'm saying this is how you should eat as well. You know, I'm just sharing what I, what I feels authentic to me. But I think that people have to really, I hope that people can in the future be more accepting of just doing the things that make them feel good. Yeah. And 
maybe that's similar to what I'm doing. Maybe it has absolutely no correlation whatsoever, you know? And I think everyone's kind of on this journey to figure that out. But in the meantime, I think disordered eating has just become really normalized. And I think that I don't know what the solution is. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just hope that, I hope there's more discussion about it, honestly, in the future. Because I think it's something that either people talk about so much that it's like, people forget that it's a problem where it's just like, oh yeah, she's anorexic. Like no big deal though. Or people are just afraid to even go there. Yeah. You know? And I think there needs to be like really honest, open, productive conversation around it. Is that, is that where you feel like it swings like anorexia? I think, I think so. More, more commonly, like the And it could even just be, maybe it's not like this chronic everyday thing, but it could even just be like, you know, you have, you know, you know, you're, I mean, I keep some referencing Coachella because it's coming up and I've heard so much talk about it recently, but if like, you know that you have some event coming up or you know that you're going to prom or a dance or whatever, or even just a party on a Friday night or something, maybe just like the day before you don't eat. And people are like, I don't have an eating disorder because I just, that was just that one day. Like I just yeah. did that. So I'm not bloated the next day. Like that's totally normal. So that's what and people do. Like, they just don't eat the day before. Well, I've seen that. I'm not saying that's like what everyone does all the time, yeah, but I've I I've de- I have seen that happen. Some before. people do that. Okay. Yeah, or they'll maybe the day of they just won't eat. I or, guess that's what I'm wondering. So people are more likely to just like not eat than purge. I think so, but then again, I think that it's easier to see when people aren't eating. Mm-hmm you don't follow everybody yeah. <laughs> into the bathroom. So it's I like, mean, yeah. I think that's also, maybe that's just as common, but it's just more hidden. I think anorexia is a little bit harder to hide. Going back to how you were talking about how it's basically like a virus, it spreads, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And I know in my, my experience was that there was this sort of culture where it was just like almost like a badge. It was like people were flaunting it well i haven't eaten for two days and so they're and so their friend would be like oh well i haven't eaten all day like it was like this like competition you know and that was how it was spreading and sustaining itself and people would see their they would say well you know i started just taking laxatives you know after i eat um you should do it too and their friends go okay and that was how it was spreading Mm -hmm. i mean do you ever get a feeling like that sense of culture like is that going on in people in your age group like this culture of almost like they're almost proud of it sometimes Mm -hmm. or do people know that it's not good and they're trying to hide it more I think I don't know if people are so much proud of it Mm -hmm. but I think that do they even realize it's it's not okay I was just gonna say I think what's more often the case is honestly people they just don't don't realize that because I do think that, okay, maybe you're just in the habit of if you have some really big night ahead and you don't eat the day before, like, I don't think that makes you anorexic 100% mm-hmm. of the time. You know, oh, I'm no, not proposing no, no. that because yeah. I do realize that that's a totally separate disorder. But I think that people are not aware of the fact that while they might not have an eating disorder, there is there are disordered eating habits mm-hmm. that people can develop, even if it is just for a day or a week, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just something that comes back every once in a while. Yeah. And I think that it's more in those small moments where people just become competitive with each other, not so much as though they're flaunting it, like, hey, look at what I did, more so that people just notice it in each other and think, oh, well, they're doing it, so I should be too. Yeah. I don't think it's something that people talk about that much because 
people themselves don't realize that it's disordered. Yeah. But I think that if you see your friend exhibiting some type of disordered behavior, it's really easy to fall into the trap of like, oh, well, they're doing it. So I guess I should do it, too, because that's going to make me feel better about myself, mm-hmm. you know, and I yeah. think that that's a really easy place to be i think that's why this is so scary because i mean this is what happened to me too i just thought i want to be healthy so i'll go online and google what's healthy yeah and this advice that's just been normalized as healthy is really disordered but you don't know that because that's just what's normal yeah and that's what's so serious because people genuinely don't realize that it is, you know, not something that they should be doing. They, it's not like people are going into this with bad intentions. Like, yeah. I want to hurt myself. Yeah, that's the crazy you thing. Know, that's people why so really scary. start with the best intentions. Yeah. And I think what's really tricky about trying to find out what's healthy is at the end of the day, like, we can follow general guidelines, but, like, everyone's so different yeah. that, like, for example there are science-backed research that says that maybe going grain-free is like the healthiest way to live your life Mm -hmm. and like I'm not denying that data at Mm -hmm. all but I know personally for me Mm -hmm. like someone who likes to work out naturally has a fast metabolism like I'm not gonna feel my best if I cut out all carbs like Mm -hmm. I'm just not so if I want to have like a big bowl of brown rice pasta for dinner like yes maybe there's some study somewhere on the internet that says that that's gonna spike my blood sugar and it's gonna cause insulin resistance like all Mm -hmm. these things you know anything can be scary if we Mm -hmm. make it out to be but I think at the end of the day you just got to do what makes you feel good and not get too caught up in what people say is healthy Mm -hmm. because everyone's different so just because someone says it's healthy that could totally be the truth but there's not a universal truth that applies to everyone yeah you know the truth is only true for a limited number of people until at some point, you just got to, like, take claim of your own body and be like, okay, I'm going to learn about health. I'm going to do everything I can to, like, be a sponge and absorb all the information. But at the end of the day, you have to do what makes you feel good. Yeah, because people forget about the context of their own life. And also, yeah. like you said, I can take any food and sh- Find show you a way or why it. it's scary, yeah. right? Like, I'm sure there's someone and- that says that, like, spinach is, like, the worst food oh you yeah can it's like if you eat too many you have to, you know too much spinach too many oxalates and you, you know like you'll there any single food i can show you a study we also have to realize that studies are in very controlled environments and yeah. real life is not a controlled environment okay? yeah and if like there's some study on like a 250 pound diabetic man who lives in china and it says that he lost weight on a ketogenic diet like that's awesome but that doesn't mean that you should be ketogenic as well you know like i think that there's a it's a very slippery slope yeah you know and the second you dive into the research it's like you really got to be careful and so that's why i really respect the physicians that spend so much time with the research and are really good at weeding through it Mm -hmm. because it's a really nitty-gritty task and it's a hard thing to do and that's something that i've learned this year at doing research at ucla is Mm -hmm it's a lot to take in because you're just like at what point at some point like I feel like I can't trust any of these studies because they all have faults yeah. you know there's no perfect data exactly so you know we do the best we can no yeah but that's why you got to just listen to your own body exactly. because at the end of the day like everyone has a different opinion everyone has something different to say bottom line do what makes you feel good like do what nourishes your soul what makes you feel alive like do the as cheesy as it sounds like do the things yeah that are making you feel like the best version of yourself. And if someone says that that is not the epitome of health, like, so be it. Because if that's what makes you feel good, then that is health. Yeah, exactly. I think it's hard because so many people have become so out of touch with their bodies and are also, it's really hard when you 
I get asked this question a lot. It's hard if you're coming from a baseline of not feeling that great. Yeah. Anything is going to make you feel better when you're removing like things that, you know, yeah. like if you eat a ton of sugar all the time, any change you make that's near more of a whole foods approach, you're going to feel so much better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if you make like, six changes at once, you're not going to be able yeah, to discern which one. Yeah, you don't know exactly one. which yeah. it is, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe you, like, because you could have cut out, maybe you cut out a ton of things and you feel better, but maybe you didn't need to cut out all of those things to feel better. Maybe you just yeah. need one Take an two. elimination diet maybe, where you don't add things yeah, back Yeah, exactly. In. Or maybe everything you're cutting out wasn't what you cut out, but it was what you added in, you yeah. know? People that's don't think so about, true. That, about that either. You yeah. Know, if you take the same diet, but you you just add in more vegetables for instance you'll probably feel a lot better mm-hmm. um people aren't really thinking about that um so it's it's hard to tell when your baseline isn't feeling that great what actually is making you feel good yeah um something else i just want to add so like it's clear that the food is definitely like body image and food is a very hot topic um people your age is exercise also a big thing too or is that not as big a deal i know when i was in high school people weren't even really exercising so it wasn't really yeah and i don't know what it's like for for you guys i think again this is very tailored to la because in la there's like so many super accessible fun popular Uh fitness studios um i think it is a thing and i think there's definitely some competition surrounding that in a similar way that there is around food. Like if you see that your friend's eating healthy, you're like, oh God, maybe I should go on some cleanse. Mm -hmm. You know, if you hear that your friend is going to a hit class four times a week, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I should really be working out as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's really similar to food in the sense that just the same way that not one diet works for everyone, not one exercise regimen works for everyone. Mm -hmm. And even more so with exercise, like people are so individual and there might be two people that look similar and eat similar diets, but maybe one of them does yoga once a week and one of them does Barry's boot camp every single day, you know, Mm -hmm. and like it's just everyone's different. And so I think that um, drawing comparison as far as exercise goes is it's something to be really cautious of yeah. because it's similar to food in the sense where you really just got to do what makes you feel good because if you're totally. and it, exercise is a really hard one to figure out because there's a difference between being really challenged by your exercise and then actually having it not be the right type of exercise mm-hmm. for your body like I'm not gonna kid myself and say that I haven't ever been in like a soul cycle class and been like oh my god I'm dying right now mm-hmm. but there's a difference between feeling like really accomplished when you're done with a workout and feeling miserable Mm -hmm. and if you're not feeling good and energized after a workout or if you're dreading going because you actually think that it's going to ruin your day Mm -hmm. like don't do it you know there's there's gonna be a workout out there that you like like you'll find it keep exploring but don't go to some class just because you read in an article that it's like supposed to help you drop pounds really fast yeah um and i think that I think um, there's a pretty big spectrum. I think some people are really into working out. Some people are like, Psh, I haven't left my couch in three months, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it's so, definitely not as popular as food just because okay. it's not as... Food is like you eat three meals a day because you need that to live. So yeah. it's like it's inevitably part of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Exercise doesn't have to be. It's there if you want it. It hopefully is part of your life. But mm-hmm. 
it's not like a mandatory thing. So there's not like every day when everyone sits down to lunch at school, you know, there's inevitable conversations that develop. But exercise is more kind of like take it or leave it. If you want to talk about it, you can. If you want to do it, you can. But you don't have to. There's no one saying like you need to work out this many days a week. So it's like it still is definitely a hot topic and there still is definitely some unhealthy comparison that happens with it. But I don't think it's quite as infiltrated into our lives in the way that food is. Are people still like really into BBG? Is that a thing? Is that popular? You know, that or, was one of those other things that, that was just... like super popular right when I started my Instagram. Uh-huh. Like I remember I used to, you know, I used a ton of hashtags when I first mm-hmm. had my post because I wanted them to like become popular. And I would notice that if I hashtagged like BBG or BBG what's on my plate or something mm-hmm. like that. I would get like all of these BBG people that would be like, oh my God, hi, like yeah. let's connect. And I was like, whoa, like this is like a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think it's as popular anymore. Honestly, what I are, think like, classes friends, are more is popular. Is that what your friends do? They go to classes? Yeah, I think that classes are also easier because number one, if you don't have like a gym membership or you don't have mm-hmm. a place where you can work out, it's really like you have to be really self-motivated to get yourself to work out at home. Mm-hmm. If you love to work out, I think it's easier to do. But if you're not into working out, it's a lot easier to go to a class and just listen to what they tell you mm-hmm. than to like sit on your mat and be like, OK, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, so and there are so many good fitness studios in L.A. that make working out like really fun and have good music. And there's like a cool vibe. So I think that that is a lot more approachable for people than going to a gym that's most likely populated by like men mm-hmm. above the age of 30 yeah and like standing there with your phone and your headphones and being like okay I have no idea what to do with this equipment and so you just like get on the treadmill and start running because you're like I guess this is what people do mm-hmm. you know like it's a lot easier to go to a class and just have it all done for you yeah that makes sense I'm curious like what do people think what are, what are people your age like doing for fun in LA doing for fun like do they like go out and brunch and go to a soul cycle class like is that what they do or are yeah. they doing like regular teenagery things both okay. totally both okay. and it's not like some people do some and some people do the other like everyone does a combination of the two mm-hmm. you know people totally do like the super stereotypical LA things of like go out uh, to soul cycle and then get smoothies at sun life and you <laughs> yeah. know like there's totally that crowd and there's definitely that culture but there's also like let's go to some party and then end the night at mel's and order pancakes and mm-hmm. then the next morning we'll you know go out to brunch again like you know it's yeah. it's both and that um, speaks to the back and forth thing right it's like you yeah. go out you go out and have a crazy night and whatever and then the next day you go to seoul and you yeah. and you get your smoothie because you think you're getting healthy after last night yeah right yeah which that's another thing that I kind of go back and forth with because on one end it's like okay you're living in a world of extremes Mm -hmm. like you go really hard one night and then the next day you try to like cleanse and purge and you only drink green juice for the first 12 hours of the day and you don't eat until dinner where you have a chicken breast and like that's not good Mm -hmm. you know you don't want to be in this super extreme world where you're bouncing back and forth between the two but at the same time there's something kind of great about being able to just be a teenager and live your life and like go out and have a ton of fun with your friends knowing that you can give yourself the liberty to do that because maybe the next day you go to some workout class that makes you feel good Mm -hmm. you know and I think that that like that is not something that I'm advocating against at all I think that that's awesome and I think that there doesn't have to always be this perfect balance I think that if you swing on both sides Mm -hmm. like that is actually a really healthy way to be yeah I think that it's just what when it becomes problematic is when it becomes so extreme that people think okay if I go out and I don't 
go to my workout class mm-hmm. the next morning like I've failed you know that's not healthy or yeah. you think I didn't go out and be social this weekend like I'm not cool I'm never gonna have a social life like I might as well just like sit at home the rest of the weekend you know like I think that when you try to live in one bubble too much Mm -hmm. and feel like if you don't swing to the other extreme that you're failing in life that's when it's like okay take a step back like it's okay yeah it comes back to the mindset thing I think that's also why this is why being a teenager young adult is such a confusing time period because it it like is the time where being more extreme is kind of what you're told like this it's like is what you're supposed to, to do you're supposed yeah. to do this yeah but when it gets wrapped up in this unfortunately poor body image that so many teenagers have or just like this place of not feeling confident and loving themselves it gets really messed up and in that case those extremes maybe aren't healthy for that person you know what i'm saying yeah so that's why it, well, that's why it's so confusing because you're like placed in this scenario where you are basically meant to be in extremes because you're supposed to test the waters and figure things out but then yeah you know it's it's confusing but yeah I mean I want to sort of wrap up and ask you well I guess two things one is there anything like I've asked you this before it's like is there anything that people in this space who are older than you could do to help with this problem like these body image issues like what would get what, like how can I re- you know what I mean how can I yeah. people like me like reach people like like you I know when I was your age pe- they would have school assemblies about body image or bullying or eating oh, disorders gosh. and they would have some woman come in who was like 85 <sighs> talking to us and I'm like I don't care what you say right yeah and I'm like now like how like what is convincing you know like how do I how do we get to you <laughs> yeah I think that particularly in the world of social media I'm excited about all the really in the last couple of months in the last year I think there's been a much bigger push for people to really showcase the good and the bad Mm -hmm. and I think like I was saying earlier I don't know if influencers necessarily have an obligation to like show all the terrible moments in their life and I'm not proposing that at all but I think that just kind of maybe opening up the discussion Mm -hmm. and just I think admitting like you don't have to post a really terrible photo where you feel like you look awful just for the sake of being authentic you Mm -hmm. know but I think that just acknowledging that like oh I didn't feel my absolute best today or like I you know didn't feel great because last weekend I went out and then I slept in the next day and I got absolutely zero work done like Mm -hmm. I think just like mentioning tiny little things like that is helpful because it the second that people get even just a tiny little glimpse of that it's almost like oh I can breathe now I can exhale like Mm -hmm. they aren't perfect so I don't have to be perfect you know as crazy as that sounds that people would hold themselves to such high expectations I Mm -hmm. think that even on a subconscious level it happens and I think that people really take comfort when they see the accounts that they love the most show signs of vulnerability or show moments in which things didn't go as planned or things weren't perfect or maybe they were insecure about something I think that that is comforting to people because then they feel like oh okay I'm not alone Mm -hmm. um so I think that that's definitely important and I think that's something that's kind of already started and is moving in the right direction yeah um I think also just having an awareness of I think people I think that the wellness industry and maybe part of this is because of media 
has kind of shifted in the last several years where it's now becoming a much bigger part of younger people's lives. Like I think before it was kind of like moms were the ones who were experimenting with diets and like it was kind of this thing that you got into when you were older. And now like it really starts as young as like middle school, maybe even before that. Like Yeah, that's crazy it's, to me. Yeah, it it really takes root at a very young age. And so I think that there's no one thing that influencers or professionals can do to like prevent that but I think that just being aware of it Mm -hmm. and just knowing that these kids and these teenagers are probably smarter than you think that they are yeah and I think that people just think like oh that girl's like 12 like she can't possibly be like insecure about her body like she's 12 you know like she totally could be you know and I think that just having that awareness and knowing that it's not like there's a certain age or a certain cutoff or a certain moment where, oh, okay, now it needs to be addressed. Like, I think that raising kids and particularly girls, like raising young girls from the start to be comfortable, to be confident, it's never going to be perfect, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think that if we just operate with the awareness that wellness and the pressure to look a certain way feel a certain way really is affecting young 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 girls these days Mm -hmm. I think that that is hopefully going to help us better shape the future generations to start with a foundation of self-love and of confidence and not have to like try to catch up and learn all of it later on yeah no I think that's kind of what's happening with the generation now Mm -hmm. is like social media and all these kind of alleys for comparison became so accessible right as we were growing up yeah and now we're kind of playing catch up of like okay that's great that there's this whole like self-love movement and everyone's talking about positive body image and you know self-acceptance but we needed that from the start and if we had grown up in the world of social media but we still had that with us I think it would have been a very different experience than what we had where we had all this social media and all these crazy messages coming at us from a million different directions and now we're trying to like figure out okay where did I go wrong yeah beautifully put beautifully put I thank you thank you for that I also just want to tap on there to influencers like people we were talking about this earlier but people need to just stop lying about what they're doing true like going back to it's like no one's obligated to show every single thing but i the vulnerability really helps but also just like there are people who literally will take a picture of something say they ate it and they didn't yeah you know and that's like, the that thing is like seems to stop <laughs> my account's interesting in the sense that like people are always like oh on your blog and i always crack them i'm like it's not a blog it's a website because <laughs> My my Instagram has never meant to replace my personal mm-hmm. account and my website has never meant to be a blog. Mm-hmm. So my website is a place for me to talk about my recipes mm-hmm. and then maybe a little bit about the nutrition behind it. But I'm never like, so this is what I did this week. Yeah. You know, which I'm not saying that people who do that are in the wrong because I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's just not my thing. That's you know, it's not website, my yeah. strength and it's not my intention. So I think that as much as my Instagram might look like this perfectly curated thing, I hope that people understand that like, just because I'm not sharing like super personal stuff and telling you every aspect of my life doesn't mean that it's inauthentic because I never in a million years am going to promote a product or post a photo of food or something that I don't love, that I didn't eat, that I didn't enjoy, that I don't want to share with people. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. 
I mean, I think I think you're right. I think that there's so many people out there who post stuff and you're like, wait, but you don't even eat like I've seen people do like sponsored posts with like a Greek yogurt brand, but then they claim to be dairy free. And you're like, like, so "Hmm." I don't get it. Like, yeah. And unfortunately, other people don't realize that people don't don't think about it. So I think that that's another thing. Um, Yeah. Okay. My last thing for me, if there's just one thing you could say to any girl who's listening to this who is your age or younger, um, what piece of advice do you want to give them or what do you want to say to them? Are you oh talking gosh, to them? Such a good question and also really a hard question. I think honestly the biggest takeaway, even that I've had from this conversation from today, is just I think it's so important to reinforce that health is not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And it's not specific to one thing. It's not just food. It's not just exercise. It's not just how you look. Mm-hmm. It's so many things. It's what you're eating. It's what you're doing. It's how you're feeling. It's all the little in-between everyday actions. And health and wellness, I think, you know, we all strive for it. We all want to be up to date with the latest trends and fads and make sure that we're doing everything we can to live our healthiest lives but I think that what I really hope people get from my account and what I really hope resonates with people from this podcast is just do the things that make you feel good and if you're doing that and if you're eating in a way that nourishes your body instead of restricts you from certain things I think that that is health Mm -hmm. and regardless of what anybody says about a certain food, about a certain habit, about a certain mindset, if you are doing things that make you feel like the best version of yourself, like stick with that, run with that, nourish that, you know, keep that going because I think that that is the definition of health and it might look different for every single person on the planet, but I think that that's really what being healthy is at its core amazing that was incredible thank you so much for saying that i think that this is i hope this is going to help a lot of people i think it's really nice to hear from you you know you're like wise beyond your years (laughs) and um i'm really glad that you created a platform because you know like you have this platform and you are helping so many people and like, I wish that when I was your age, I had someone like you to see that this, you know, I don't have to be Aww. perfect. And you set a really good example for people your age. And like, Thank it you. Me, I'm just so proud of you. And I'm like going to cry. I just. I might cry. No, you know. Yeah, I'm literally crying, you guys. <laughs> no, I'm just like really proud of what you're doing. I think it's so important. And thank you. brave. Thank and you so thank much. you for sharing everything you know that you do thank so, you for giving me this platform to share i've never done anything like this before so i'm super excited about it i'm so i'm so honored that you let me drag you on this podcast because <laughs> yeah no you are i want to have you back for sure yeah you have to come back yeah let's get like some crazy topics and yeah we'll just- let's if, guys if you want more from caroline d- tell us and we'll have her back but i want people to be able to find you obviously so tell everybody where they can find you yes okay so instagram handle is caroline's underscore kitchen mm-hmm. and then my website is linked through my instagram but it's caroline's dash dash kitchen.com so there's two dashes it's not an m dash yeah it's 
hopefully going to change in the future that URL. But for right now, it's linked through my website. Yeah. Or and, sorry, through my Instagram. And I'll put it in the show notes so you can click there too if you're too lazy to remember that. Yeah. But well, thank you again for coming. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this conversation was incredible and I cannot wait for it. I know we covered it. so much. We did. All right. You got to come back. Will do. Okay, hope you guys enjoyed that chat with Caroline. I definitely want to have her back again. So if you guys have anything that you want us to discuss, expand on, or another topic, let me know. I want to have her back on the podcast definitely before she heads off to college. I'm going to miss her. But like she mentioned, you can find her on her website, carolines-kitchen.com. You can follow her on Instagram at carolines underscore kitchen. And all of her links will be in the show notes. Send her some love if you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again, Caroline. You're the best. And if you guys like this, please leave a rating interview on iTunes and Stitcher. Please tell people about it. Share it with your family and friends. Gets the word out about it. If there's a high schooler nearby that you think should listen to this, send them a link. You know, spread the love. I want to have more people join the community. So that's about it for this week. Thanks again for listening. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye.